Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studios at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we're going to be transitioning into chapter number four from chapter three in the book of First John. We did approximately, I don't know, 10 to 11 Bible studies, I believe, in First John chapter three, and now I'm looking forward to digging into this second to the last chapter, chapter number four of the book of First John. <clears throat> now, if you've missed any of these studies, you can go back and listen via our podcast, just wherever it is where you get your podcast normally, you'll find us there. Go to wherever it is you get your podcast, type in Striving for Revival, and then subscribe. Now, that's a free thing, but you subscribe, and it gives you access to the archived studies. We've gone through much of the New Testament verse by verse, and that way you can get everything that we've uh, given out, and you can stay up to date with us. And if you have heard it already, you can go back and re-listen, and maybe it'll help you as you try to take notes and use the information that we give as you prepare lessons for your class or your church or your family, and I pray that you'll do that. I sure enjoy studying the Bible with you, and I'm honored that you take time out of your day to make this broadcast a part of uh, your daily routine, your schedule, and I'm praying God will help us grow together as we grow in the knowledge of His Word. That's what we want, to strengthen our stand, to strengthen our spirit, to strengthen our soul. We want to strengthen our walk with God. And I'll tell you how you do that through the Scripture. And that's why uh, the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy over and over again. He tells us, he said, take, take heed, take heed. He said, I want you to study to show thyself approved unto God. Read your Bible. Uh, give, give attendance. Pay attention to exhortation. He said, doctrine to reading these different things. We study, and it helps us grow in grace. Let's begin looking now together at verse of number one of chapter four. And my Bible before me is an old Schofield uh, study Bible, and, and it heads this chapter, The Family and the World. <clears throat> the Family and the World. What he's talking about is the Christian and the relationship here to the world. All right, so let's read verse number one. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Now that's a lowercase s. Every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. So the apostle is warning. Now, it's sort of transition. In the last chapter, he was admonishing us to love one another and to not love in word, but to love in deed. And now he's transitioning, and he warns the reader of false teachers. Now, these false teachers weren't those that would come, but those that were there already. Even in this early hour of the of the church, if you will, in these early days of Christianity, there was already apostasy. There were already false teachers. <clears throat> excuse me, false teachers infiltrating the ranks of the redeemed. Now, can I say, if they needed to guard and battle against that back then, you and I better be sure we need to stand guard and be aware of it and fight against it now. It's not getting better, it's getting worse. So let's see what he says here. The apostle begins with his warning, believe not every 
Spirit. So the last chapter, if you look back, closed with a word on the Holy Spirit about how the Holy Spirit abides in us. The Holy Spirit indwells the believer. Now, He helps us, He guides us, He teaches us, conforms us. But now we're talking about not the Holy Spirit, but the influence of these little less, these other spirits. We're to guard against these spirits. He gives us two imperatives. He warns us to guard against these errors. First, He said this, believe not every spirit. All right. So you don't just believe every influence. You don't just believe every voice. You don't just believe every article. You don't just believe every uh, sermon. You don't just believe every book that comes across the uh, uh, the, the table. Don't believe every television uh, preacher, whatever it is. You better make sure that you have discernment enough, and you're to try the spirits. All right. So the first thing is this: don't believe the spirit every spirit. The second is this: try the spirits whether they are of God. And that word "try" means you test them, you examine them, you prove them, you scrutinize them, you see whether or not they're biblical. It doesn't matter if it sounds good. It doesn't matter if it's popular. It doesn't matter how it makes you feel. It doesn't matter what it does to your, uh, you see, I, I think I agree with that. Well, that doesn't matter. If it does not agree with the Bible, then it is not godly. It is not right. It is not to be heeded. It is to be avoided. You're to test it. You're to examine it. You're to scrutinize it. You're to put it through uh, the uh, the uh, quality assurance, if you will, and you're to look at these things. Try the spirits. Don't believe everything you hear. Try the spirits, whether they are of God. So it's sort of significant. We're talking about false prophets. So we're talking about those that preach, those that proclaim. They might even name the name of Christ. Don't just give your heart, don't give your head, don't give your ear, don't give your eye, don't give your affection, don't give your money just to anybody. Try the spirits. All right? So it's implied here, theological error emanates from, quote-unquote, these spirits. Satanic <clears throat> influence, unbiblical, ungodly influence. The devil, don't forget this, is a master counterfeiter. Everything God does, the devil attempts to counterfeit it, right? God has his heaven, devil has his hell. God has his Christ, the devil has his antichrist. God has his kingdom, the, the devil has his kingdom. It's just how it is. And the devil's a master counterfeiter. He, he counterfeits worship. He'll counterfeit prayer. He'll counterfeit <coughs> a Bible. He's the master <coughs> deceiver. That's what he is. So we're to try these spirits. We let the word of God test whatever it is, and if it doesn't pass the test of the Bible, then we don't have anything to do with it. There are many false prophets, the Bible tells us, that have gone out into the world, all right? Verse number two, hereby know ye the Spirit of God. So here's how we can know if it's of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. So he specifically refutes the heresy of that day that was prevalent, which would be of those uh, those Gnostics, which by this time were already advancing their error in the church, and they said Christ came, but not in a physical body. So he's battling Gnosticism here. He says that uh, Jesus, the Gnostics would say Jesus came, but in a spiritual body, sort of like a phantom or a ghost. In other words, they thought Jesus was not really the Christ, not the God-man, they claimed that Christ had come in some mystical spiritual fashion. So they denied the incarnation of Jesus as being the God-man. The Word became, what's it say, flesh. 
and he dwelt among us. But this crowd would not say he came in the flesh. That's anti-biblical. You say, well, how'd they amass a following? Because people don't know their Bible. And that's the issue, and that's the problem. And that's why you and I need to be more than just Bible, quote-unquote, believers. We better be Bible readers. I tell you, every false cult would go out of business. Every cult would go out of business tomorrow if folks read their Bible. You wouldn't be a Mormon and read your Bible or a Jehovah Witness and read your Bible. You won't uh, attend the Mass every Sunday if you're reading your Bible. You won't believe in baptizing babies into church membership if you read your Bible. So if you read your Bible, if you're familiar with Scripture, it can help put an end to all of this foolishness, all of this false doctrine that permeates the world. And this is what he's saying. He said these spirits that say Jesus didn't come in the flesh, he said that's not of God. We know Jesus came in the flesh. We've he, and John even says, which we've beheld, which we've touched, which we've handled of the word of life. He was there. He saw Jesus. He knows what Jesus did. He heard what Jesus said. And Jesus Christ is Emmanuel, God with us, God manifested in the flesh. Amen. Let's read the rest of the verse. And this is that and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come. And even now already is it in the world. All right, let's look at this together. Verse number three. He's saying the spirit of Antichrist. The apostle is not writing in an eschatological sense. That's what we're talking about. He's not talking about the Antichrist, but he's saying it is an Antichrist heresy, a falsehood that goes against the Bible. It's that which is diametrically opposed in every essence to true Christianity. They're saying Jesus Christ, if he was not the God-man, then the entire principle of the incarnation of Christ and his redemption is nullified. So that false doctrine is birthed by demonic spirits, and it was already permeating the church back then. It was an early form of liberalism, if you will, that would evolve and transmute itself in all these various forms of bad doctrine down through the ages. So in the broader context, John is saying this. It's a simple truth. If you want to determine the veracity of any kind of doctrine, that's how you determine it. Any teaching or group that addresses the person of Jesus Christ will usually give insight, whether it is orthodox or if it's an error. Every cult is defective in its view of Jesus Christ. Every cult is defective in its view of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'll say every cult is defective in its view of Jesus Christ. You can mark a cult by how they see Jesus. If they don't believe Jesus is the Son of God, the only begotten of the Father, that's a cult. That's false. That's not true. Amen. God manifests in the flesh. All right? They often, more often than not, they deny the deity of Christ, these false cults do. However, John's confronting here, I'll say it again, Gnosticism, that heresy that denied the incarnation of Christ. Satan will do anything he can do to downgrade and denigrate the Son of God. All right, those are the first three verses of 1 John chapter 4. Make sure you join us next time as we look into verse number 4. And until, until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.